0: Hello product innovators, today we learn from the co-founder of an email marketing agency on best practices for selling hardware products through email lists.
1: You're listening to the Product Startup Podcast. Now, onto the show. Welcome back, everyone.
0: Today, I'm very excited to introduce Jacob Anson to the show. Jacob is the co-founder of Agency JR, a firm that has helped sell tens of millions of dollars worth of product for product companies. Today, Jacob's going to share some valuable knowledge on how inventors, startups, and small manufacturers can understand email marketing, learn the different types within, and know how to use email marketing effectively. Now, on to the episode. Hey, Jacob. Welcome to the show. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me on. Well, we're looking forward to talking to you today about email marketing. I mean, I love having different types of tools to sell products, especially for startups in the hardware space or scaling companies that are building or trying to sell more units. And email marketing is one of those ones that we all hear about. We all get hit with these emails online, but if you've never done email marketing before, there's a lot to it. A lot that happens behind the scenes. So I'm really excited to break all that down to first describe what email marketing is, then how it fits into the overall landscape of the actual digital sales world, and then how to actually do email
2: marketing well.
0: So why don't you just give us a bit of a background on uh, your experience in the
2: email marketing world? I think the best way to describe is like, at this point, I think we have generated over, or multiple eight figures at this point for our clients. Uh, Right now we're handling about 80 to 90 clients actively on a month to month basis in terms of email marketing, and to embrace work with any kind of store stores from selling gadgets to clothing to shoes to cat dog products basically every niche every vertical you can imagine.
0: It's amazing. It's a lot of experience. You get to see what happens behind the scenes, what works, what doesn't work. So first and foremost, just break down what is email marketing?
2: Yeah, um, I think the best way to explain email marketing uh, for people that are not so familiar with the online space, I would essentially put it as the best and easiest and the cheapest way to reach your customers. Cheapest, the fastest and easiest way to do so.
0: And this can work as well with leads or pre-orders or all this sort of stuff. Like basically, once you've got an email, you can now email market, but the key is first to get that email. So why don't you break down how that works? How do you first get the contact information to then start selling via email marketing?
2: This is an interesting interesting topic. So most of your email list is always, if you have an online store, uh, most of your email list is going to come through the checkout. So mostly it's going to be existing customers. So customers go to the checkout page, they leave their email, and that's how you get the buyer emails. And of course, also sometimes people have leave their Email—they're not going to buy, so those are going to be non-buyers, and they're going to get retargeted by an abandoned checkout flow. Uh, the next thing is through pop-ups and various lead gen forms. Uh, a pop-up is something I think everybody has seen. For most of us, it's an annoying thing, uh, but if it's set up correctly, it's really going to be a big value add to your company. Here, at the first actionable tip, so if you have like an online store, I would suggest you have the pop-up on exit intent because it can't really annoy customers which want to leave the site anyway. So it's an extreme value add either way. And the second thing, don't always try to have the pop-up with an extremely uh, low pop-up uh, rate. So maybe not five seconds, but maybe have it at 30, 40 seconds because those customers are going to be more happy to leave their email. And you're not going to scare off then, that many off. And the last thing is you can run any lead gen campaigns uh, with paid ads, Facebook ads, Google ads, where people can sign up in your list specifically. Uh, That's the third way, but like the main ways are through uh, the checkout, which is going to happen either way. And the second thing is through the pop up.
0: So there's basically three different categories of people that you can target here. There's the hot leads, which are people who have bought your product. The warm leads, who are the people who showed interest in one way or another, but didn't actually formally buy your product. And then the third is just cold lead generation, which is lead generation lists. Are there, I imagine, as we get into it more tactically, There's probably different ways that you would want to approach each of those different types of email lists once you acquire the list to start email marketing into.
2: Oh, yes. Uh, This is a very, very good question. Um, So basically, how we usually approach this? So if somebody has bought from you, they already have an experience with the shop. So they see how long your shipping times, they see what kind of products you sell. So they already know what to expect from you. If the experience is good, you don't have to be as pushy, so you can offer them less discounts and be less pushy in terms of your marketing. Uh, but for like colder leads or people that have not yet bought something from you or have bought something a long time ago, uh, for these customers, the most important thing is to get them over the edge so they can experience the brand, get the good experience out of you, and then it's going to be easier to have them come back on later on. So, Short and simple for ex- for um, non buyers or people that have not bought from you, you can be more aggressive through this marketing, give better, more, more, and bigger discounts, target them more frequently. Of course, if you're opening emails, and then for existing buyers, you it doesn't make sense to give them as big of a discount because they already want to buy from you. So, usually, we just give smaller discounts to get a uh, healthier profit margin on the repeat purchases.
0: So I guess the colder that they are, the more you really want to hook them into your brand, be more aggressive, yeah. be more creative with how you're actually describing the value of your product, whereas with the people who are existing customers already, those ones you can take a little bit softer approach, more of a community yeah. approach.
2: Exactly, uh, because the most important thing, people have bought from they already know what to expect. They know what kind of brand you are, what are the shipping times, how is the product, People have not from Botfirm, they have all of these concerns. You just have to get them over the edge. And if the experience is good, it's going to get much easier for you to get them come back and come back. And so on
0: I like that now let's focus on the cold leads because I think especially for a inventor or an emerging hardware startup that's first getting into email marketing obviously the the one thing that we talked about before you get to email marketing is building those lists you need people to email to of course in order to email market what have you seen in terms of best practices for getting new customers both into your list software and then break down some of the best practices as you mentioned in that aggressive cold selling so that we can kind of figure out how to sell a new product for the first time with a new brand.
2: Amazing. Uh, so in terms of like acquiring a lead list, um, here you need some traffic to go to your store. Uh, this mostly is gonna be done through paid ads. So Facebook ads, Google ads, or even like offline campaigns if you want to. So any other like paid media traffic source where they can set up paid media campaigns so you can generate a list. Then once you have this list uh, here, it very much depends. I think we can split it up like this. So you have like a product which makes sense for people to come back and buy again. Maybe like a consumable gadget there on the first purchase. I would even suggest you can even go on break even if you really have to. If you can really uh, give the customer great experience, because then they're going to re- return. You can make profit on the re- repeat purchases. If it's uh, usually like a more for one-time buy thing, then give a lot of value. Value is always good So educate the customers on the product on the pain points, why do they need it, what does it solve? And then give them a great offer, obviously. So value, offer, the most important things.
0: And what do you find are some of those things that make up a great offer, especially in an email campaign? So you get them hooked by some sort of an online digital advertising method, whether it's Facebook ads, Instagram ads, some other way you've driven people to your site and you've collected these email lists. Now you're trying to hit those folks what are some of the things that you've seen especially for hardware products that promote value and i know that's a bit of an abstract term but i imagine that you've seen some things over the years that really can break down to do and not to do especially via email
2: yeah i was in our agency we have a couple of best practice what we do with these kinds of emails uh, we usually keep it extremely simple always pretty much the same structure it's the three tip email so if you have a hardware product Maybe there's a specific sub-niche within that hard for that hardware product. So basically, think of like three tips which might be interesting for the potential buyer. For example, we had like recently a client within the football niche. There, we had basically just some fun, three football tips. And then at the end, we just promote the product at, at the end of that. Uh, the best thing if it's like a problem solving product, if it's product solving a specific problem, then the at the end it's very easy to transition the email from value over to sales. But uh, a three-tip email with the the product promotion works really well. In terms of the best offers, uh, here with offers, usually the higher the offer, the better it's going to convert. Uh, But some examples of offers are buy one, get one free. Then obviously flat discount offers, flat dollar offers, and so on.
0: I like the three tips you mentioned. Now, this is providing value within the email itself, not necessarily value about the product you're trying to give somebody value by taking the time to actually read through your email so you're giving them something up front essentially which is this knowledge and information it could be three yeah. tips in and related to the industry and then tying that into how your product, of course, is going to help yeah. the tips that you enable. But the way that I heard it from you is whether or not they buy the product, they gain value from that email. They've learned something new that day.
2: Yes. Uh, like Obviously, ideally, the end, the goal of the email is to sell them a product. Uh, and this obviously is done through value. Like First of all, they have to be interested in the niche or within the topic. If that's interesting, they're going to read through the email. Then through that, they're going to get a better understanding how the product helps them. the initial goal obviously is to sell them in the worst case scenario if they don't buy they'll still get like a positive experience from the brand. so maybe if they're not going to buy now they're going to come back and buy later because they know that you're not there just to sell them something all the time you also want to give them value so yeah obviously that's the Bonus
0: of that. I like that that they start to build brand appreciation, especially over time. I imagine as you're running these campaigns over weeks or even months, you're continually providing more and more value to these folks to the point where you may convert them. And the beauty of email marketing is whether you're marketing to one person or a hundred thousand people, it's the same amount of effort up front. So you might as well do your That's best, exactly. put your best foot forward create something great, create a drip campaign or something where you're hitting them with a strategically planned out set of these emails over time so that you continue yep. to provide value. And of course, eventually that person gets to that tipping point where they've built enough brand trust with you that they'll then hit that purchase button.
2: Exactly. Uh, this is like exactly what we did for one client. They were within the survival niche. There was a 60-day drip campaign. Uh, For them, it was a bit more aggressive than usual. There were daily emails for 60 days. Wow. Uh, It it was mostly value-based. If I remember correctly, it was basically value-value sale, like two two very heavy value emails and then like a very heavy sales email email. And just like that, like rinse and repeat for 60 days. So, yeah.
0: So two value emails and then a hard sales email. Do you find that emailing somebody every day, did you see a lot of those readers drop off? Is there a point where it's too far down the curve or what kind of insight do you have from being on the backside of these sorts of transactions?
2: Yeah, so 60 emails and 60 days, that is definitely very much on the higher end. That's not something I recommend for most brands. I would say maybe for 90, 99% of the online shops uh, because for that, that store, they had a very high inflow of leads and uh, they were in the survival nature. So the marketing could be a very, very much more direct. There, in that scenario, it could work. But uh, usually the best practice is not higher than 15 emails a month. Uh, The highest is like an email every other day. But ideally, it would be something closer to 12 emails a month or roughly about three emails a week. That would be the golden spot, which we usually do.
0: Three emails a week then. And that's considered kind of the gold standard Um, or, or like a good balance of providing value but not being too pushy.
2: Exactly. So like 12 emails a week is what we do for most of our clients 90 90 percent of our clients that is what they also usually recommend uh three emails a week that goes perfectly well so 12 emails a month or depending on the month but three emails a week is the is the what we usually do
0: now if you're doing that three emails a week are you still under that format value email value email sales email or is there some restructuring to that or, or a different approach
2: Mm-hmm. Uh Here, again, depends on the scenario. So if it's like a lead gen campaign connected to like an email automation, then most of the times like value value sale is good. But if you have like an up and running online store with like incoming orders, and you can get a lot of like also warm leads, cold leads and so on, uh, like existing customers and customers that have shown interest, then it makes sense to go into list segmentation. So you have like a big customer list, then you can split it into, or put it in different back buckets. You have your buyers, you have your repeat buyers, you have your non-buyers, you maybe have your specific product buyers. And then you can think of like specific campaigns to target each one of those specific parts of your list to convert them better. And then it gets a bit different with those value emails emails a month. There could be one re-engagement email a month, maybe two to three value emails a month. Maybe two to three like sales emails a month, and then maybe two to three like very specific emails starts in very specific parts of the list.
0: This is really good intel. If you're just starting out and you're trying to do this on your own, maybe you, you know, only have a hundred person lead list or something like this, and you say, Okay, I want to build this structure out. What's the easiest way to do this as an individual? I would presume starting with that 12 a month model, three a week building in, in, into that platform. Is, is that something, or are there other tips that are relatively easy for somebody to at least try to get the ball rolling at home before they get into the more complicated lists like segmentation and all that?
2: Yeah, for sure. Like the absolute, like the essential female marketing if you're starting out with an e-commerce shop, uh, I would recommend you setting up a couple of automations, which I'm going to name just now. For now, like if you're starting out, your main focus absolutely should be put on to paid ads, acquiring customers, and then with email marketing, you can really squeeze out as much profit as, as you want, essentially. Uh, but in terms of like the essential automations, you would always want to set up an abandoned checkout flow. That is for the customers who go to the checkout stage but don't complete their purchase. Uh, if, if you've dropped online, you obviously know you probably should know what I'm talking about. If you go to the checkout uh, site, sometimes you're going to get those annoy- annoying reminder emails. And you might think that they don't really work, but uh, they actually do work pretty well. So that's one thing I'd recommend setting up. The second thing I would recommend setting up is a pop-up collection, uh, an email collection pop-up on your site and have like a two to four email automation connected to that. So if you collect leads and you automat- automatically target them with two to four emails with this email automation, and then maybe like a really quick two to four email post-purchase automation, just so you can communicate some points with your buyers, maybe to upsell them on something, or maybe inform them about shipping times, those would be the automations. And then with campaigns, if you're starting out, um, 12 campaigns a month would be ideal. But if your email lead list is below let's say, 1,000 people, then even like six campaigns a month would be great.
0: I love how you mentioned that this stuff works. We all get hit with these things. And the reality is the reason we do is because they're effective especially at volume and with scale. When you mentioned the online website or store or whatnot, this can be as simple as a one product Shopify website, yeah. as long as you have these things built in so that you're not losing those leads. Take it from some of the best in the world who have very efficient marketing campaigns who run through agencies like yours. If they're doing it, then you on your hardware startup should absolutely be doing it because these are incredibly valuable folks. You don't want to waste those leads. If they came to the site, they almost checked out or if you had a pop-up window that collected that information, that's a really easy way to grab a very, very warm lead. And then of course you want to follow up through these campaigns. Now let's talk about scaling this. So if you've started and you're starting to see some traction and maybe you are now starting to build either multiple products or you're trying to sell more regions or bigger drip campaigns, at that point, you probably need professional assistance. How does an engagement start with an agency and what are some of the best practices? What can people do to prepare for, be a really good customer of yours for a very successful working relationship?
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So like in the ideal case scenario, so if you're starting out, they recommend you setting up these things just so you have the base set up and there's actually something already working there. So if an agency comes in after a while, once it's maybe too tedious for you to work on, they already have stuff to work on. They see what's working, maybe what's not working so well. Uh, but the pure essentials, first thing, if you have in Shopify sign up on an email marketing software from our side, I think Clavio is the best. Uh, it's the, Through there, you can set up a pop-up. Through there, you can set up the email automations. Through there, you can send LD campaigns. It's everything you need. And it's the best software we've seen out there so far for email marketing. Uh, the next thing in terms of like agency engagements, uh, it really much depends on a case-to-case basis. As an email marketing agency, like we overtake, we build out the complete email automation setup from A to Z. Everything you need, everything we think you need, and of course, on top of that, anything you think you might need as well. And on top of that, we also do um, 12 to 15 monthly email marketing campaigns to your list. Here, again, this uh, strategy is going to be discussed specifically with you how how aggressive are you going to be with your customers maybe not as aggressive we'll discuss that come up with the strategy and then make sure you're getting repeat purchases from your list and generating extra revenue for your store from your collective email leads
0: that's amazing much appreciated for that overview folks who want to reach out to learn more about what you do or your agency where can they go
2: yeah so the website's name is agency jr so agency j as in jacob r as in Rainus. That's the agency name. You can schedule a call, schedule in the call with us through there. And also the thing Kevin mentioned that the agency link is going to be in the uh, show notes for easy access, right?
0: Yeah, you bet. I'll put it in the show notes. I'll also put that piece of software that you mentioned as well. If anyone's curious about getting the ball rolling, and I'll put your LinkedIn in there too. Jacob, thanks again. Really appreciate all the words of wisdom today. Give us a high level on email marketing and we'll for look sure. forward to talking again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care.
1: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Product Startup Podcast, the show that teaches you what it really takes to bring your product to market and turn it into a big success. This podcast series is brought to you by Mako Design and Invent, the original and leading firm in North America to provide global caliber end-to-end physical consumer product development to startups, inventors, and small product business clients. If you're looking for product development help on your invention, head over to to macodesign.com. That's makodesign.com that's m-a-k-o design.com for a free consultation from one of mako design's four design studios from coast to coast thanks for listening and see you next time